It is Locked on Jazz for the 19th of November. Rudy Gay debuts and was absolutely marvelous. We'll break down what he brings to the Utah Jazz. A single play with Joe Ingles that's so encouraging. Plus, we'll take a look at points gained on a Friday. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, how are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of every single day. And remember, you can push the button right there. Well, where is it? Right there. And subscribe on YouTube. Also set the bell to be notified. Thanks very much for jumping in. New camera today. Further away from me, which is probably good at this age and at this stage of the morning and at this uncleansed level. Um, we'll see what you guys think, uh, whether it works. I can, it's the road camera. I can flip it around, do all that. Good morning to Hayden. Good morning to Jared. Good morning to everybody who jumps aboard. Bryce, we're looking for you. Where are you, my man? All right. Uh, wow. That was pretty special. Rudy Gay debut. That was bona fide and big time. Uh, we'll talk to, we'll do Rudy Gay. Talk about the jazz overall performance. And then we will uh, do points gained on a Friday. For those of you new to points gained, points gained is our own offensive metric that we use to break down uh, offensive players and how they're performing. And it sometimes gives us a pretty good look at, at what guys are doing in the league, including three guys that are frankly obliterating the NBA right now. Um, so Rudy Gay is a great story. I thought what was more telling were two things that happened after the game. Uh for those who missed it, Rudy Gay went five of six from deep, six of seven from the field. He had 20 points. Um, looked like he played for the Jazz forever. Go, You know, Quinn Snyder was in his house in Austin, Texas, four years ago, trying to recruit him before he went to San Antonio, trying to get him then, didn't get him then. Quinn calls it a basically a home visit at the time, almost a recruiting visit. They got along beautifully, but he decided to go to San Antonio. And now, four years later, at 35 years old, uh, Rudy Gay has has returned to Utah. Rudy Gay, there's two interesting things. Rudy Gay posted an Instagram picture, and it had him in surgery, and he wrote six months ago. So Rudy Gay had surgery. If it's, I can do the math, six minus eleven in May. So it's been a long, serious, significant road back. It's not the twelve months he's dealt with on the Achilles tendon in the past, but it's significant. Um, and Gay said after the game, I'm going to be honest, this is one of the toughest off seasons and start to a season I've ever been a part of. I'm 35 years old, coming off of foot surgery, basically had to teach myself how to walk again. You've got to be a little crazy. You've got to be a little different. And I'm a little different. I mean, that's a love for the game that you have to have at this point, a desire to be a part of something in the locker room with the guys competing on a nightly basis, cherishing the opportunity that you have to be able to play at this level. There's a lot of guys that can't do it. There's a lot of guys 
who can't have averaged 20 points a game, been the man, and then come into this role where you're going to play. Well, if he plays like last night, he's going to play 25, 30 minutes a night, and other guys just aren't going to play. But um, we'll see. He ends up playing, you know, 20, 20, 20 to 25 minutes a night in some role on this on this roster as as a as a role player, not as the man. Um, now, in his 16 years, he's only been on four winning teams, so this is new for him, and it's a new experience. He went to San Antonio to get it, and then didn't get it. So this may make it a little bit extra special for him to be able to be a part of this and um, hopefully to win uh, the way this team is expected to win and get going. So um, it was it was awesome. You know, the shot making is is terrific. It's, it's unlikely to continue, right? We don't actually think that he's going to shoot um, six of eight from – or uh, what was it? Six, seven of eight for the field and five of six from three. Five rebounds, though, two assists in 18 minutes. And he moved the basketball. And he said it afterwards. The thing I did well tonight is I didn't hold the ball. Um, he, he, he moved the basketball. We saw last night kind of one of the things that we talked about, which was, excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. Um, let's see. There we go. Um, you know, this team has a lot of shots and you're going to get a lot of possessions that are allocated and it's well over the 80 shots and 85, 90 offensive possessions you're going to get in a night. Uh, last night, we only got 80 shots because we turned it over 23 times. But last night, you saw just a balance, 13 shots from Donovan, 12 from Jordan, nine from Boyan, eight from Royce, eight from Ingles, eight from Gay, seven from Gobert, five for Whiteside. And only four for Mike Conley. This is going to be, with Rudy Gay as an offensive player, this is going to be a little bit of an up and down thing for this team. This is not going to be easy. It, it was beautiful at night one, but this is not going to be easy. There are there are not enough possessions to go around. I asked Joe Ingles about it yesterday, and the first comment he made was, it's hard. And it is hard on these guys. And you're going to see players ebb and flow from it. Mike Conley was incredible last night. He played a brilliant game. He also only took four shots. That's that's not great. And so you have to suddenly go through the game log and say, well, you know, he needs another eight shots. Where are they coming from? And then Boyan needs another, you know, five, four shots than his nine. And where are those coming from? So it's great, and Rudy Gay is going to be crazy helpful, but this is going to be a really difficult balancing act for this team to add a, a proficient offensive player into a role that was George Niang and was Eric Paschal. Now, my hope is that this is going to free Joe Ingles a little bit. If you suddenly look at that lineup that was on the floor last night, Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, different lineups, different times, but Mike, Mike Conley... Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gay, and Rudy Gobert. So you have to guard Mike Conley. He's got the ball. You have to guard Rudy Gobert because he's rolling. Jordan Clarkson puts fear in your heart. There's a chance Joe Ingles becomes the fifth guarded guy there. And if that's the case, maybe we see Joe Ingles get free. The one play last night that jumped out to me more than any other was Joe Ingles came off a double stagger left to right and fired off a three. He missed it. I don't care. But that was the aggressive 
Joe Ingles coming off of something that he looked freed by on a pick and roll. He has not had much success on pick and roll this year. He hasn't gotten that free on pick and roll yet uh, this year. And so to see that play for Joe Ingles, I thought was, was maybe a sign that Rudy Gay's presence can help Joe. You know, when you had Eric Pascal on the floor, they're not guarding Eric Pascal from three. They're not worried about it. So suddenly they're sagging in on, um, other guys, Jordan was struggling with his shot a little bit. Now, when Trent Forrest on the floor, they're not guarding him either. Like, it really looked like Joe just couldn't get any space. So maybe let's keep an eye on that. It might open up something a little bit for Joe Ingles, uh, which would be nice because Joe really has not been playing with his usual space or having the impact on his team that he can have. So we'll see. It is going to be, I'm, I'm sending that cautionary tale out. Like we're going to do this on a nightly basis. Look at that shot allotment and someone is going to be on the wrong side of the stick. And the guys don't love that, right? Like Joe said it yesterday when I was talking to him, guys like to shoot. That's what's the fun part of the game. People like to score. They like accolades. That's how they get recognized. And so it's going to be interesting to see this little dance, because this is not an easy dance, but it's sure fabulous to have Rudy Gay move the ball, shoot the ball, versatility. Quinn Snyder said it before the game when someone asked, well, what's the part of Rudy Gay's game that's going to be most valuable? He said, if I choose a part, it negates what is his value, which is the versatility. And the versatility that he brings to the game is the fact he can move it, the fact he can initiate, the fact he can bring it up the floor, the fact he could run a high pick and roll, the fact he can rebound, the fact he can switch defensively if he needs to. So all of those things are going to bring a different element with Rudy Gay uh, than we've had otherwise. And I think going to bring a love and passion for the game because of what he's been through, a six-month surgery rehab on that foot and now into uh, – you know, getting to play again and having not played on a lot of winning teams in his career. You know, make sure I'm clear on this. Like the dance of possessions, first of all, guys are going to get hurt. So that'll start to solve it by itself. That's just the reality of the league. Everybody misses 10% of the games. Um, Everybody misses about 10 or 11 games a year. The average player plays 71 games. Obviously one guy, you know, Clay Thompson goes, misses 82. It skews your whole numbers. Um, But guys miss games. So that'll free it up a little bit. and it's not, and it's and it's difficult, but it's not a bad thing. It means you're really good, and we're really, really good. Um, all right, well, let's look at what some of the things that the Jazz uh, did last night and did very, very well. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan, as well as in Linden. The Murdochs have made the decision to not charge you more than MSRP under any circumstance. It's pretty awesome. Uh what they're doing is making sure that you get the value. Blake and the Murdoch family don't want to gain an extra $5,000 off this or that. It's just not who they are as people. So they're going to hold everything to exactly um, the MSRP of what its value should be. Uh, there's more and more cars are coming in on the lot. There are some few Palisades came in. I think they may be gone, but if you're interested in a Palisade, jump on it. Uh, there's the Kona, the Santa Fe, the Tucson of the SUV lineups. The Kona's a little zippy one. Tucson and Santa Fe's are your SUVs. We own two Santa Fe's. They're just fabulous. So go check it out at Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. Also located in Logan and in Linden. If you're going to stop by, feel free to email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. The coconut brownie built bar is so good. 
that I have an entire box of the grasshopper ones. I have an entire Tupperware full of various flavors. And I'm ordering more of the coconut brownie chunk because I just don't want to run out. Now, this is not going to go over particularly well. Um, but you know what? There's nothing else like the coconut brownie chunk. It's available right now. I got to order it. I got to have it. 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, seven grams of sugar. It's an incredible bar. It tastes great. It's 100% delicious, 100% real chocolate. It's literally, you can have it for dessert. It's just that good. It's coconut brownie chunk. It's the best bar out there. Go jump on it right now. They're available. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 as I am doing right now. I, I decided this morning I have to have them. I have to have them. Use the promo code LOCK15. You have 15% off your order. And you your built bars, you get 18 built bars for $33.75. It's pretty great. Go to built.com. All right, let's take a look at last night. A uh, few things of last night. Take some of your questions, things of that nature as well. Um, it was a good question that came in. Um, Hayden says, can't believe Nick Nurse's game plan was to blitz every Mike and Donovan pick and roll and defend three on four with our great shooting and playmaking. Uh, I would agree. It played into, as Joe Ingles said after the game, it kind of played into allowing us to do the things that we do best. Um, and we ended up playing a little bit differently, you know, move the ball, pass the ball, season high and assists. They play a speed game. They trap, they force turnovers, and then they get out and run on you. They play the fewest possessions in the NBA in the half court. They're coming at you to go get downhill and be able to run at you. They're not a very good half-court team without OG Ananobi, even more so because he runs all their isolation. So they're really playing that defense to fuel their offense. And they're playing that defense knowing that there's very little chance that they can score in the half-court against us with Rudy Gobert. And and that's that's the thought process behind it. The Jazz torched it, made him pull out. There were even some basic traditional drop big pick-and-roll possessions where Mike Conley was just in complete control um, against them. Robert says, great win last night, considering how horribly we match up against the Raptors. You know, that is a tough matchup. We talked about it yesterday's show. Won the offensive rebounding. They got six of them in the first quarter. Then we tightened up and did a good job with that. The forcing of turnovers, which has always been a bugaboo for us. We had an offensive rating last night. I think of over 120. I'll dig in here in a second on that. Their handoff game is one that's hard for us as they come downhill. They lost, Losing OG Ananobi hurt them. We were allowed to space a little differently defensively. You know, they lost their 20-point-a-game main score. And they're, you know, they've lost Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry in the last two years. But that's a good win. I'm surprised they've lost six of seven. They're tough. But they're playing young kids. Scotty Barnes is good. But Scotty Barnes is, that's 35 rookie minutes. Delano Banton, that's 17 rookie minutes. Malachi Flynn's in his second year was bad last night. I like him, but he was bad. 22 really rookie minutes. You don't win with rookie minutes. Uh, Last night, the offensive rating for the Jazz was 121. Their defensive rating was a 105. With Rudy Gobert on the floor last night, the defensive rating was an 86.7. 
Hassan Whiteside did not have a very good first half. Level of screen was an issue. His defensive rating was a 137 on the night. If we do our regular kind of run through the periods to see how the game played out. In the first quarter, our defensive rating was a 108, but they garnered 43% of the potential offensive rebounds. So that was the really the issue for us was our turn our we didn't grab the offensive rebounds. So we were playing pretty well defensively. They couldn't score in the half court. They were getting offensive rebounds. Once we eliminated that, they really couldn't score on us very well. Second quarter was pure offense. Uh, the Raptors' second quarter was a 150 offensive rating. A 150. In the three minutes Whitesiders on the floor, they averaged two, a 214. So that's when Van Vliet and Trent got going. We came out in the third quarter with a better understanding of what we're doing and held them to a 68 offensive rating in the third quarter. The third quarter is where we busted this game. This was back to the Jazz. Having halftime adjustments, number one third quarter team in the league. Defensive rating in the eight minutes Rudy was on the floor was a 52.9 as the Jazz blew the game out in that third quarter. And the Raptors' offensive rebounding rate was down to 26.7, right about league average, low for them. They're at 34%. In the fourth quarter, we did it again. Defensive rating was down under 196. Um, it was 67 with Rudy on the floor for his four and a half minutes. This is how we win games, right? We have one or two quarters in which our defensive rebounding rate is below 100 and we shoot the ball fairly well. And last night we shot the ball great. We got back to being the shooting team that we are, finished the night uh, on 19 of 46 from three, taking 46 of 80 shots. from The shot charts last night are incredible. The Jazz did not take a long two the entire game. They did not take a single shot outside of the paint that wasn't a three last night. Um, the and and obviously then made, had a ton of corner threes and made a ton of shots. Um, let me see if I can find the exact numbers on it. Give me one second. I'm not sure if this will do it. I think I might just get the video here. Nope. I got it. So the Jazz last night took, actually, it's officially two long twos, six of 10 on non-restricted area twos, 23 shots at the rim, 13 corner threes, and they were 11 of 32 on above the break. It's a pretty fabulous game. Passing numbers last night for the Jazz kind of got us back up to some of the numbers we'd like to see out of this team, out of the two, you know, I'm not a big believer that passes yield to success, but 296 is better than the 230 numbers um, that we've seen. And, you know, the other one is transition. We had eight transition threes against Philadelphia. We had six transition threes last night. We have got to get out and get those possessions. They had seven transition threes against us last night, so that's a lot. Um, The other one is that we're generally doing better and better job on switching defenses, though they played – kind of everything but switching defense um, last night. And we saw the other beautiful thing last night, if I just keep kind of running little tidbits at you from last night, was that Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert got their pick and roll game going um, a little bit. Interesting comment in the chat room. The Conley, Clarkson, Ingles, Niang, Gobert was our death lineup last year. 
I love Pascal, but his offensive liability in that lineup has not been good with him. You know, the data shows really that when Trent Forrest and Pascal's on the floor together is when we struggled. But Rudy Gay certainly brings a different level to that. You're absolutely right. Um, and so uh, we'll see that. Next uh, comment coming. We talked a lot about teams trying to lessen Rudy's impact. Are there any secondary rim protectors on our team that will help space? And the answer is no. Uh, you know, we're an offensive built team with the greatest defensive player in the world. And, and that's how, um, you know, that's how we've, that's how we've looked at how we've been built. It would be great if we could find a secondary rim defender so that when someone pulled Rudy out, we could shift somebody else around the rim. Um, they're hard to find. They've got to be able to shoot to match who we are and how we built our team. And so that makes them even harder to find, but no, we do not have it. It's a, it's the defensive weakness on us. I mean, if you listen to Kevin Felton and Zach Lowe gets right down to it, they're worried about us defensively. Interestingly enough, people are worried about us defensively, but if you can negate Rudy, we're just not, we don't have defensive players. And I think that's true. And I think that's where the worry is. I mean, I was talking to someone last night on my drive down to the game and their comment was, you know, if the Jazz start shooting it, they could be record breaking offensively. Might be something to that. I do think our offensive rebounding rate and our turnover rate, uh, or actually our free throw rate is a little high. Um, I, I mentioned that the other day. And those have to regress to the mean a tiny bit. I haven't checked to see if they've started working that direction yet. When you look at, uh, let's see, the our offensive rebounding rate is at 30.3. The league is at 25.7. So I would assume that we'll come down to about 29.5, even if we lead the league. Our free throw rate is at 20.2. The league average is at 17. I'll only a little bit. Um, our effective field goal percentage is actually second best in the NBA right now at 55. And we're the best offense in the NBA. But we're, we're, we're the best offense in the NBA right now by a point, 1.7. It's actually not worth one to two right now is the same as two to six. And the same as six to 14. Like, it's not actually close. So, the Jazz are the best offense in the NBA by a lot <clears throat> and are not shooting the ball yet, which I think it's fair to assume we will shoot the ball. So, that we're taking 45% of our shots as three. The Warriors are the next with us. We're making the Warriors are making are the ninth best shooting team in the league. We're now up to 18th in shooting. We're gonna get better. All right, points gain Friday coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's. Always being there. I'm loving it. If you're looking for a little extra fun, Prize Picks is the NBA's best DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS operator, offers all superstar players as well as bench players, and only recording a handful of minutes, you can get that George Niang minute. Though he played 34 last night. All the users with deposit <clears throat> and use your promo code will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So be sure to use the promo code NBA. You pick two to five players and over on other projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected number. Prize Picks 
allows mixed sports entry. You can take the over on LeBron, the under on Mahomes. Use the award-winning app Prize Picks. It's available at the App Store and Google Play, and entries take 60 seconds or less. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code NBA to go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, let's get to points gained. For those of you who are new to points gained, points gained is an offensive metric that judges how a player efficiently a player uses their possessions, uh, how often they use their possessions, scoring opportunities, and then compares them to the league average. So, for example, let's take Nicholas Batum. He's using seven scoring opportunities a night. He's been very efficient. And in those seven scoring opportunities tonight, he scores 1.8 points more than what an average player in the NBA would. 1.8 is pretty good. Lee, usually we have, and we're not there yet, usually we have about three guys over three. And then we'll have, last year we had, we'll usually have one guy above three. Last year was Steph Curry at four. Then we'll have about three guys at three. Last year that was Kevin Durant, Zion Williamson, and Nikola Jokic. And then we usually have about seven or eight guys in the twos. It was Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Zach Levine, Michael Porter, Dame Lillard, Rudy Gobert, Rashawn Holmes, Kawhi Leonard, and John Holmes last year. John Collins, excuse me. So this year, Kevin Durant's breaking the game. He's at a 5.1. The dude's shooting 57%, 43% from three. He's using 21 scoring opportunities a night, and he's plus 5.1. Very hard for Brooklyn to lose when he's plus 5.1. When James and James Harden is warming up to plus 2.2. Think about this for a second. Those two guys are a plus 7.3. I just told you that there's only 10 guys in the league that on the course of a year are better than two. How do you possibly get an opposing roster totaled up to be anything near the two of them if they're plus seven? It's probably almost impossible. Nikola Jokic is at plus 4.5. Now, Denver lost last night in a stunner to Philadelphia, but they're very injured. But Jokic is carrying them. He's he's out of this world right now. Um, his nut, Larry H. Miller used to keep a stat, which was like a batting average stat, and Jokic would be hitting 773 on the batting average stat. it's not even close. Kevin O'Connor used to have an activity stat used. He and Gobert, Jokic, Gobert, and Adekumbo are just breaking the league. But Durant and Jokic are incredible, and Steph Curry's at 4.1. So Durant, Jokic, and Curry are basically busting the league right now. If you have any questions in the chat room on somebody, I'll check it in a second. Here's the rest of your top 10 offensive players. These players are all above three right now. They'll regress to the mean, maybe. One or two of them might not. Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Steph Curry, one, two, three. Montrez Harrell is four. Washington's winning a lot. Rudy Gobert, five. Rashawn Holmes, six. Carl Anthony Towns, seven. Harrison Barnes, eight. Love him. Jimmy Butler, nine. Jarrett Allen, 10. Those are all over three. Then we have a collection of players over two. Seth Curry, Zach Levine, John Collins, two guys who were top 10 last year. Robert Williams for Boston. Demata Sabonis, Jalen Brown, Miles Turner, James Harden, DeMar DeRozan, once thought of as inefficient, now plus 
Mitchell Robinson, Norman Powell, Grayson Allen, DeAndre Ayton, and Giannis Adetokounmpo. Who are the least efficient, biggest negative impacts offensively? This is always the rookies. Jalen Suggs, minus 3.3. little disturbing. He's at 32% from the field and 24% from three. But rookies struggle. Precious Ochoa, who did not play last night for Toronto. Michael Porter, who was hurt with a back. Cade Cunningham, minus three. Karis Laverde did not play against us the other night, which was unfortunate. Nikola Vukovic for Chicago, and they're winning. Serge Ibaka, he's only played seven games. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is just not right. Josh Giddy, rookie. Malik Beasley, Minnesota. Drew Holiday, surprisingly Milwaukee. Dame Lillard, Jordan Clarkson, De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Porter, Kobe White, only played 11 games. Marvin Bagley, Sadiq Bey, Nikola Alexander-Walker, Blake Griffin. We haven't heard Russell Westbrook yet, by the way. Bradley Beal, minus 2.2. Terrence Davis, Theo Maladin, Terry Rozier, Kyra Lewis, still haven't heard Russell Westbrook. Isaac Okoro, Jalen Green, Daniel House, and then finally Russell Westbrook at minus 1.9. Westbrook's not as bad as he's being made out to be right now. Which should actually bother the Laker fans a little bit. He's There's other problems with that roster. Um, For the Utah Jazz. Oh, my filters are gone. Let's filter. There we go. Oh, sentence only said by a geek. Oh, no, my filters are gone. Rudy Gobert, 3.5. Mike Conley, 1.7. Last night's game's not in here, by the way. Boyan Bogdanovich, 1.5. Hassan Whiteside, 0.6. Joe Ingles, for all his struggles, is positive. 40% from three helps. Royce O'Neal, 0.4. Udoka Azubuke, 0.3. Pascal, 0.1. Trent Forrest, minus 0.1. Donovan, minus 0.1. Good for him to be average. And Jordan Clarkson, minus 2.4. So if we can get Jordan Clarkson back to average, which he wasn't quite last year, we suddenly qualify of what we had last year. Rudy Gay was negative last year, I believe. Um, so Rudy Gay's got to stay positive, and Jordan Clarkson's got to work his way back to positive. And then this team has what you want, which is everyone offensively to be – a positive player. Uh, Rudy Gay last year, a negative 0.8. So that'll be interesting to see whether or not he can be positive because, you know, clearly that's the, 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 the concept here is wanting to get all of the players into the positive. So every time you move a possession around, you get a positive result from it. All right, that wraps us up. Hope points gained was interesting today. We'll see if those players continue to break the league. I think Carl Anthony Towns will probably stay in that group. Thanks very much for tuning in. Tomorrow, Sacramento, late night. Utah, Oregon will fire you up, then go grab us, watch us, uh, or listen to us. And Ron Boone and I will have postcats for you after the game. Thanks very much. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon.